Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for Dan Issel and Louis Rabot, right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. Good morning, everybody. This is Issel and Louie, ESPN 680, 105.7, and the ESPN Lowell app. However you're listening this morning, we appreciate you tuning in. And, of course, the first hour of the show brought to you by KentuckyTourism.com. Lewis, how are you this morning, my friend? You know what? Like Unlike UK basketball, you're out of the toilet bowl. You sound good today, man. Well, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I said something to uh, Thumbs. Uh, before we came on the air and somehow I've told you on the audio output sometimes the uh, the the selection that I want isn't there and this morning I turned on my phone and it's there I don't know how it happened I don't know what I did but um yes I'm I'm back sounding better there you go the app picks and chooses when it wants to work Dan I either turn something on or turn something off. Lots of ways to go with that. He's Dan Islam, Louis Rebeau. We'll take you up until noon today. All right, Dan, uh, obvious uh, lead story here today. Um, and I I think it's the health of Case and Wallace. Mm, okay. Uh, to me, I think that's easily the lead story. We will get to that in a minute. What are your takeaways from last night? Uh, very strange game. Very I, strange. Totally um you know, the, Vanderbilt loses their best player four minutes into the game, uh, and uh, and and showed a toughness to me. I mean, you know, the kid since he came back from the last injury, Louis, he's playing like an All-American. Uh, Leon Robbins, he's he's averaging over twenty points a game, 10, 10 rebounds, four and a half blocks a game, and uh, you know, it would have been easy. For them to just say, well, that's that's the end of that. But uh, so that that was the original. And then, of course, in the second half, uh, Kentucky doesn't have a point guard uh, for the for the basically the whole second half. So a uh, very strange game, uh, a game that, uh, you know, Kentucky should not have lost. Um, and uh, but that's been you know, that's been their season. Uh, they look they look like a final four team one one game and and they look like the first four out in in the next game so again that consistency that we're looking for uh, j- just isn't there they couldn't throw the ball in the ocean last night uh, there was a moment at the end of the game about a minute and a half left where Reeves is driving to the basket and I think okay there it is 
finally he's going to go to the basket, get to the line, whatever. And he tries to make a pass to Oscar Sheboy, who's standing at the foul line. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking in my head. Yeah, and it gets intercepted. Yep, and I remember thinking in my head, 10 men in Kentucky just broke their hands slamming it on a table. <laughs> because it's the worst play you can make. No. I mean, literally the worst play you can make. So this team, and you, you, get a, you get a lot of credit for how you talked about this team since the Auburn game. It, it goes from, okay, they've got it together to that play. Like, I thought that play was a perfect summation of the evening. In the same way that the dog crapping on the court at UofL was a perfect summation of their season. <laughs> Reeves going to the basket with no point guard on the floor and getting caught in the air when all he needed to do was at least, you have Oscar Shibuya on your team. It's okay to miss a shot. He'll go get it. All you have to do is throw the ball at the hoop, and he didn't do that. I mean, it was just a perfect summation. And I, yeah. you were totally and, and right. You, know, you, were, you were right to, to think that this game, number one, could be difficult for them last night. You were totally right about that. Number two, we, we keep getting these small confirmations that they're not, they're not as good as the ceiling they've shown, but they're probably not as bad as the basement they've shown. Exactly. Yeah. But you don't know. And, here's, and, and you have to – I mean, you know, to win a national championship, Louie, you, you have to show up – six games in a row. You have to play that Auburn game six games in a row. Yeah. And this team has, an, an, uh, all season long, has shown that they are not capable of, of doing that. I mean, you know, I, I know they don't have a point guard, and, and everybody's going to, you know, focus on that, that Wallace leaves and, and doesn't come back. Um, but, you know, give Vanderbilt some credit. If Jerry Stackhouse isn't, isn't the SEC coach of the year. Something is definitely wrong here because he's got these kids playing physical. He's got them playing hard. And this is unlike any Commodore team we've seen for a long, long time. Should he be the next coach of Kentucky? 267-9680. Call in. Let us know. <laughs> he, he, he was dressed last <laughs> night like he was going to a derby party. You're damn right. I, I love the coat. I love the coat he had on. He looked great. Um, yeah, I, Interestingly enough, it's so it was a quad three loss for Kentucky last night, if we're just talking metrics real quick. Um, but they only moved down two spots in the net. So what that tells me is, number one, they're fine for getting in the tournament, right? And, and unfortunately, or I should say unfortunately, good or bad, that's the metric for this team this year, just get to the tournament. Um, do, do you still think of them as a top 25 type team after last night? And how much of that is dependent on Case and Walls? Yeah, well, you know, (laughs) and I don't want to slam the kid when he's down, but, you know, in in 20 minutes of play before he got hurt, he was two of seven from the field, had one assist and six points. So, um, you know, again, and that's something I said on Monday, you know, he, he hadn't been shooting well, and in that Auburn game, you know, he shot the ball well. Uh, Reeve shot the ball well. But that's not that, – that that's something that you cannot count on. I mean, you, you can count on Oscar getting a double-double. You can get and, – and last night when I was watching that game, Louie, I kept thinking about something you said. Shibway is the most unbelievable offensive rebounder I have ever seen. It's incredible. He gets rebounds behind people. Yep. Uh, it, it's just, I mean, you, you can count on Oscar. He's going to be a double-double guy. You know, some uh, the rest of them, you know, sometimes Toppin looked like he had it going in the right direction. 
and he goes one for seven from the field last night. So, um, I, no, uh, until we start getting consistent play, and time is running out for the consistent play, uh, until we start getting a consistent play from somebody other than Oscar, because everybody had a chance last night to step up, and all they needed was for one other player to step up and help Boy just a little bit, and nobody did it. Nobody. I know the answer is contract, and that's the only answer to this. But what is the difference right now between Cal at this point in his tenure at Kentucky and 10 loss Tubby? Um, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I think, I, I think this, I mean, if you're going to compare those two, I don't know if it's coaching is any different. Recruiting certainly is. That was, that was the real head scratcher with Tubby, yeah. that he could not recruit better than he did, get better players in here. Cal's a much better recruiter than Tubby was. Um, but uh, uh, coaching-wise, I don't know. Here, You know, I've said all year, Louie, that something is missing with this team, and I couldn't put my finger on exactly what it was. And I think last night I hit on it. And that is this team makes no adjustments from beginning to end. They play the way, they, the way they're going to play on offense, and if the ball's not going in, we don't make any – well, maybe the next one will go in. You know, we, we don't make any adjustments on the offensive end. We don't make any adjustments on the defensive end. I, I mean, when, when Robbins went down, you know, at that point you've got to say, as a coaching staff, who on this team can beat us? Who has beaten us before? Who has played well against us before? And the obvious answer is Wright. Wright had 27 against them last year. And so don't you adjust your defense to take the one guy that can have a big night and beat you? Don't you adjust your defense to take him out of the game? You would think so. And he goes 8 for 12, scores 23 points off the bench. I, that is, to, my, to me last night, with the injuries on both sides of the floor, you know, I don't want to say woe is, is we because we lost, because we lost Kaysen. Because they lost their best player. No question. But at that point, there has to be some adjustments to your game, and I saw none from beginning to end. Did Jerry Stackhouse have a better coaching night than John Calipari? For sure. Okay, I agree. I think it's pretty. For good. sure. I mean, that it, it, down to the last play. That was incredible, wasn't it? Yeah. Everybody's yeah. stand. Everybody's standing around waiting for Vanderbilt to call a timeout, and they they weren't called. They were. I mean, the worst they could do at that point was go to overtime. So you know, don't let don't let Kentucky uh, set up their defense. Go get a basket, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah, it's um, all right. So, you know, uh, the only thing I haven't uh, pulled up yet, excuse me, I will do that right now, is the standings, um, because I do think. No, there's a there's a chance now that Kentucky falls out of one of the top four spots in the tournament. Yeah, so if they lose here, um, oh, I'm trying to remember, they have the tiebreaker with Vanderbilt for some reason because they beat Auburn, I think. 
or they beat Texas A&M. I think that's what it is, actually. And so they've got the tiebreaker with them, but it's Missouri. But do they have, they have the tiebreaker with Missouri? They do not because they lost to Missouri. Um, exactly. And Missouri's so if, last if game Missouri, is, if Missouri wins, is a miss at home. Yeah, if Missouri oh, wins Saturday wolf. and Kentucky loses, they're out of that uh, top four double buy situation. By the way, this is why we're never making another multiple game bet we're ever doing. Okay, because it's in my best interest now for Case and Walls to be hurt. I, I, that's not good. I, I don't want that. That's that's not my no no. I don't want it um, because if they I'll lose, let you out for ninety five. <laughs> If they lose to Arkansas and they lose in the first round of the NC, in the SEC tournament, Dan, they might be a ten. Um, no, they're in. They're, they're, they're in, in, but they, they might be they a ten. They might not be. No, you're right. They might. They might not be a double digit seed uh, or a single digit right, seed. Right. You're, you're right. That's about all I'm that. getting at. But that's. I don't. It's it's bad motivation for watching games. Um, the and, and I I want to say out loud I was not rooting for that um, because I I just don't operate that way. Anyways, um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Because I, I can't remember, Dan, a team with the talent of a Kentucky that is this bad in the half-court offense. I, I, they have shooters. They have, a, they have a big man who can rebound. And, and, I mean, you said it. If someone asked me, hey, wh- what does Oscar Shibway do? The play last night where he got the offensive rebound and dunked it home. I'd be like, that's it. That, that, that's the one. You know, if we're going to shoot out a, a satellite into the ether for extraterrestrials to find and they want to know what offensive rebounding looks like, it's that. Yep. It's that play. It's unbelievable. Ten of them. Well, and he just – he doesn't foul. And it's, it's and you watch the replays, it's not a foul ever. It's unbelievable. Uh, do you want BBM Billy? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No. If he, doesn't, <laughs> if he doesn't call in when they beat Auburn by 100, no, he can't call in this morning. Nope. Nope. Sorry, Billy. Uh, all right, so let's let's read some text at least. Uh, Texture says UPS job sex life four three seven nine six eighty. Been pushing it all year. Cal makes no adjustments, but that's part of his coaching. Cal uh, can never make adjustments, and that's why he has one title. The title team had freak athletes to make it happen, um, and it's probably time to fire Cal. Uh, Texture Patino always took the best players out. Cal just tries to beat you with talent, but cannot adjust. <coughs> I don't. <clears throat> Why, well, uh, read that one again. Patino style. Patino always took the best players out. Uh, he would he would take out the best players on the other team. His his ah, okay. his his, his strategy was to not let one guy beat you, but actually try to take that guy out. Cal it's the, it's the Bill Belichick approach to coaching. Yeah, right, right. And then um, Cal tries to bludgeon you with talent. Apparently, look, I, bludgeoning people with talent is the best way to coach. Period. End of conversation. Having the Jimmys and Joes is the best thing for sure. Uh, Indiana and Kentucky. Uh, have they had the same season? It's close. <laughs> it's yeah. Close. yeah. It's close. Hey, a couple people have texted the show, and I've given them the um, uh, the, the, the text line for, for 93.9 because I guess Nick was talking about it um, just now. And, and I think, Dan, as, as a show, we can, we can address this now. If, if you are not aware, uh, Bobby V, who follows us um, at noon, is actually in surgery right now um, for, for heart surgery. And uh, – I know that uh, Dan and I are, are uh, guys who pray, and, and we've been doing that. If you are someone who prays, we would appreciate um, uh, something similar for Bob because uh, uh, we, we were joking about it in the back this morning, and Avery, you can speak to this conversation. It's, it's such an ecosystem around here of the shows and the people and the personalities and whatever else, and the balance of this place. Um, Bob is a huge part of that, and so uh, we, we wish him absolutely the best. Um, you know, he's had – 
unfortunately, oh, the poor guy, the last couple of years, just a series it of... Just, it's unbelievable. It it's just been one, it's, you know, yeah. the cancer and the His replacements, hip. and yeah. it's just been one thing after another. How, how old is Bobby? He's not that old, is he? I think he's in his early 60s, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I think some man medically he has been through the ringer. He has, and so uh, no, uh, just our best. I know Dan feels the same way. Be- the best yeah. for our show and for the three of us. And um, hopefully, Bobby's back in the saddle sooner than later. Um, knowing Bob, he'll come back and and <laughs> tell everybody <laughs> tell everybody why they're wrong about Kenny Payne, and we'll move on with our lives. It'll be great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember his first day back uh, in May. I totally oh, yeah. caught him off guard. Like, he hadn't <laughs> met me beforehand, except as an intern, very briefly okay. as he was working from home. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Nick also introduced <laughs> me as Aubrey, because that, <laughs> that's my name, apparently. And so, like, Bob gets connected and everything, and I'm like, hi, Bob. And he's like, who are you? Like, <laughs> I, I swear I almost gave the poor guy a heart attack <laughs> that day. Because I'm just this perky person he's never met. And he's like, you're not processed. Yeah. Like, no, you're I'm not. not. Processed. And like, they get on the air and everything. Yep. And eventually. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> you're throwing things again. There it goes again. <laughs> you're not in the Hall of Fame anymore. Whoop. There it is. Yeah, like, Bob eventually, sometime during that first show, he's oh, like, man. whatever happened to that Aubrey girl? Because, like, That's Nick great. and Pat That's explained great. who I was. Right. And Nick's just like, yeah, I, I don't know what happened, but I called her Aubrey for the first couple months. <laughs> well, someone's suggesting that Nick should have had the day off, get to the hospital. Hey, look, Nick, Nick will be down there as soon as their show is over. Uh, you also don't understand the Valvanos if you think Bob, if you think Nick was going to actually plan something ahead of time. So, no, that's not a um, – number one, that's not going to happen. Number two, I, I think – I think being here is good for Nick right now. So. I think that's an unbelievable step to go through, not to have to go uh, cover the UofL game in Virginia. On <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this let's, ACC, this, yeah, this conference is way down. That. I'm not going to the ACC tournament. <laughs> one, one game at the ACC tournament or open heart surgery? Which one do I take? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but Bob, get better, man. Uh, we need you around here, and uh, he'll be great. I think he'll so be too. great. He'll be better than new. Uh, Bob is one of my has one of my favorite lines. It's uh, minor surgery is surgery happening to someone else. Yeah, exactly. Um, right? <laughs> and, uh, exactly. So, Bob, we hope it's minor surgery, buddy. So, all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, the, you know, Case of Wall. Speaking of injuries, um, it, it, he's the. He's the catalyst at this point, yeah? I know you, you said he didn't have a great first half. Yeah, but they win no. last night if he's in the game, yeah? Yeah, and, uh, but but here here's something, and you, and you talked about their, their offense and their inability to execute in the half-court offense. Um, they, they have six assists last night. Now, I know we had a texture yesterday when we were talking about uh, the lack of assists for uh, L., in the Virginia Tech game, you know, if if guys aren't making shots, it's hard to get assists. But um, but that just shows to me that that shows that you're not doing the right things on the in the offense uh, half court anyway when you only come up with six assists for the game. Oh, that that number is is completely unacceptable. If you put those numbers together. Um, so Vandy has nine turnovers, but they have nine assists and six steals, right? 
and then so they're plus six essentially there. I mean, Kentucky's zero. 11 turnovers, six assists, six assists, five steals. I mean, it's a zero. You can't be zero. You can't do that at home, number one. Uh, four losses at home, by the way, the most in the Calipari era outside of the uh, COVID year. So... And and here, five out of those, five out of those, I just noticed this, five out of the six assists come from front court people. Yes. Toppin's got two, Shweeboy has one, and Lance has an assist in two minutes of play. So your power forward and your centers have five of the six assists. That's just unacceptable. Unacceptable. Lance Ware had more assists than Antonio Reeves. And C.J. Frederick put together. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, Texture wants me to talk about how bad uh, Louisville is. Um, okay. Talk about Louisville being bad. Hell, Louisville doesn't have the players Kentucky has. To me, Kentucky season is more of a letdown. I, so they talked about this on the postgame show last night. Which one is a more of a letdown of a season? Which one's more disappointing, the basketball or the football season at UK? And they all came to the conclusion that it was the basketball season. Dan, do you agree with that? Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, although the, the football, I mean, there were, some, there were some morons who said Kentucky was going to win 10, 11 games last year. So I guess you come out with, what, eight? Uh, that, that is a letdown. But no, this team was supposed to be a Final Four team. And, and I'd go a step further. I'd say Kentucky basketball season has been more disappointing than L. And you have That's what the texter was saying, actually. Yes. Yeah, has only won has only won four games, but you knew you knew going in that U of L didn't have any players. Now you didn't know it was going to be this bad. You were hoping Kenny would be able to get something out of his frontline players, uh, but I mean, when when you're when you're preseason number four in the country, you've got a veteran team. Uh, and, and you've got the the reigning national player of the year returning, and supposedly your freshmen, your two freshmen are lottery picks. No, this has been, you know, to be twenty and ten at this point in the year. I, I think it's been a very disappointing season for the Cats. Vanderbilt ten of thirteen at the line last night. Kentucky twenty five of thirty five. That's the only thing that kept them in the game. They they were in line, yeah. they were in the bonus less than halfway through the first half and the second half. And that's the only that that's the only thing that kept him in the game. What they they outscored Vanderbilt by like fifteen points at the free throw line, I think. Yeah, it was fifteen, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean so so I've I've been critical of, of Kenny Payne and the job he's done across the street and I do not have faith in him getting guys in the portal and, and coaching better next season. Can, is there a point at which, after the three seasons that we've seen with John Calipari, to think that with the infusion of the new guys next year, he'll he'll be better than he has been the last couple of years, or the team? Mm, that's a great question. That, 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 that's a that's a great. Have we gotten question. to that point with Kentucky basketball? I think that's. I, I don't think. I mean, you know, you're the one. I and I don't pay any attention to this, but you're the one who has said that this year's incoming class. Of, of uh, high school basketball players is not. We just one got of the... told that by so many guys over last summer, like when we were talking about DJ Wagner, which look, looking back at it was hilarious that we ever thought there was a battle. Um, but, you know, just 
we were told the 2023 class is generationally worse than the other classes around it, essentially. And so even if you get three of the top ten guys or whatever next year, are you are, are you going to make them into better players? Is the system that you have going to work for them? And I don't. I just wonder at what point we wonder out loud, how does this get better with the same people running the show? That's yeah, well, it, it's going to, and, and I think that's a fair question. And, you know, you bring in, now I know that Bradshaw and uh, Wagner have been playing together. But, you know, you bring in 18-, 19-year-old kids and put them together for the first time. Uh, that That is going to take some some time. Uh, you know, we're back to the one-and-done days. I think that's well, one of the reasons that this has been so disappointing is you had guys coming back that have played college basketball for half their life, for crying out loud. No, right. I mean, Fredericks is back, what? Fredericks is back for the year, is this year number six of playing college basketball, or at least being in college on a basketball team? Reeves, uh, you know, you're talking about guys, older guys, that have played, you know, college basketball for a number of years, and they look like, at times, Louie, they look like they just were introduced to the game. Uh, oh, first time ever, Vanderbilt wins football and basketball in Lexington in the same season. Wow. Well, I, I do know that uh, Vandy had lost 14 straight games Against to, Kentucky, the, to, yeah. to, the, to Kentucky until last night. Hey, Louie, I want to tell everybody about my friends at Bear Nose Pizza. There yeah, are do. 14. What? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, you bet. Yeah, and hey, I can't, pizza. and and I can't find, <laughs> I, and I don't know why because my oh. desk is just so organized. I mean, nothing's <laughs> nothing's out of place nope. except for my Hall of Fame ball that's on the ground again. <laughs> um, there are fourteen area locations in Kentucky, and including the original Bear Nose. That's Bear Nose at Bowman Field. Stop in on Taylorsville Road. Say hi to our buddy there, Rob Moody. Uh, Bear Nose has you covered for lunch or dinner, dine-in, carry-out, or delivery. Yeah, it's that good. Bear Nose Pizza. Woo! OG! Woo! Bowman Field! Woo! That was, that was from memory. Pizza! Yeah. There you go, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Gas for that missile jar of mustard. They'll have it there for you. You're damn right they will. Ah. <sighs> Tired of crappy basketball, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I want one of these teams to get to get hot and make a run. I'm ugh. Well, I at least you, you know ugh. here here's something that Louisville can really take to heart, and that is yesterday the last and fourteenth seeded team in the SEC women's tournament won, <laughs> and they came out fighting. Literally. Literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was great. What was really funny, I don't know if you saw if you saw the the clips of the fight between uh, the Kentucky women and the Florida women. Oh, yeah. it, it was more pushing. I don't, I, I don't think a punch was thrown. A basketball was thrown by by a Florida player at a Kentucky player, and true to form, she missed by about 10 feet. But um, but the funny thing was, Coach Elsey, you know, that it breaks out in front of the Kentucky bench. And Coach Elsey, who w- weighs about 105 pounds anyway, oh, yeah. she walks out on the floor. 
and she's going to break up the fight. And she, she's got her high heel shoes on, and they start pushing her, and her shoes are slipping on the floor, and she goes all the way back to being in front of the bench again. But, uh, yeah, good for, good for the Lady Cats, number 14, and they advance. Right, just seven or eight more wins in the SEC tournament, they'll be in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Hey, remember, they went on a run last year. Oh, another be- great beat the number one team in the country. That, that Mitch Barnhart effect. All those good coaches. Last place in the SEC. <laughs> Maybe we should have let BBN Billy on. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of Barnhart wrenches, probably. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, if, if you don't call during the good times, you can't only call during the you bad know, times. You it know, was, it was fun to listen to the postgame show last night because Streetle's doing his best to, to hold things together, and all Gandolfo and Entz want to do is just fire Cal. Like, they're just like, I can't coach. He's, you know, he's washed up. So, yeah, it's fun. It's good. <laughs> There's a schism in BBN land. Schism, Dan. Yeah. yeah. No, I understand. <laughs> I, I understand this. uh you know, and what about college basketball as a whole? Here's an all that gets beat in Rupp by a hundred points. They go to Alabama, play the number two team in the country, and take them to overtime. I mean that that's why that's why this tournament is going to be so much fun mm. because there. I mean, anybody can beat anybody. Uh, it's going to be a fun year. I hope you're right. Lots of years we say that, and then it turns into um, <laughs> it turns into one 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 two in the final four for some reason. So, um, you know, uh, another texture uh, here four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs text line. Excuse me. <coughs> Option one through twelve go inside to Oscar uh, using the. Uh, that's a little too much X's and O's for this show. Um, Samson or Cronin should have been hired. Period. That is a text for the other guys. Um, <laughs> texture texting about Dieter show and who they want to coach here. I think they should get Jerry Stackhouse in the offseason. You know what? He's going to be he, he's going to be the Billy Gillespie yeah. of, of this year. Because he sat down in the postgame last night with a guy that was his original recruit who's now a senior. Yep, the very first one. And and I, I think that that plays well with lots of fan bases. Um, and it's it was it was clear they had a plan on offense, especially for how they were going to deal with Kentucky. They they what was interesting. They moved the pick and roll out of the lane. They put it they put it at the top of the key, right? And they put yep. it around the three point line, and it worked really effectively. Um, and what what was his quote after the game? They they beat the king in his house. <laughs> Someone on the post game was like, "It's not." I know he's not talking about Calipari. Um, and and uh, and another caller said something. No, no, no. BBN is the king. You know, Kentucky basketball is the king, not not Cal. Something like that. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's not good, Dan. It's not good. 14 seed in the women's tournament, losing to Vandy at home in football and basketball. It's a. I just want a good team around here, Avery. Not a good look. I'm just tired of it, man. Yep. <laughs> something else uh, speaking of uh bad teams um kenny payne will be on tonight seven to eight ninety three nine the bill and espn louisville app um some decent teams illinois and michigan will play basketball tonight on this air six forty five pregame seven o'clock tip on 680 105.7 and on the app as well and uh, we will have your coverage of all of the acc tournament on both the men's and women's side 
Um, but before then, uh, excuse me, yes, uh, that uh, Louisville drew Virginia for their first game um, on Saturday. Or excuse me, that's their last regular season game, isn't it? Um, at, at the road, on the road at Virginia on Saturday, 1230 pregame, 2 o'clock play-by-play. And a sad Taylor Lynch around 430, all of that on 93.9, and that'll be the Coors Light postgame show as well. Um, it doesn't taste like water. Do you know why, <laughs> do you know why uh, Louisville closes with Virginia every year, Dan? Uh, I do not. They took Maryland's spot in the ACC, and Maryland and Virginia were traditionally rivals. So there you go. Mm. How about that? I got it. Right. I got it. Maryland lost at Ohio State last night. How about that? <laughs> yeah. And, and Texas lost at TCU, which means Kansas wins the Big 12 outright. Hey, when you're ready to explore the outdoors, there's no better place than home. Hike, bike, paddle, fish, or even venture deep underground. This is Kentucky. Come see for yourself. Plan your getaway today at KentuckyTourism.com. This segment with Dan Issel and Louis Rabot is presented by KentuckyTourism.com. All right, welcome in. 10.30 segment on a Thursday. Louis Rabot, Dan Issel, hanging out with you until noon. Get the show after us. And, of course, first replay at 3 o'clock. Local programming, 7 to 6, every single weekday here on ESPN Louisville, 680-1057. And on the app, find us anywhere there. Um, we welcome in our friend Ben Roberts, who was tweeting like a madman last night uh, during... If, if you didn't have a dog in the fight, Avery, a very interesting basketball game. A weird one, but an interesting one. He's presented by our friends at Martini Italian Bistro in the East End. Lunch, dinner, brunch, catering, anything that you need, find them online at martinilouisville.com, one of my favorite lunch spots out in the East End. Ben, how are you this morning? Good, good. What time did you go to bed last night? Uh, about one uh, forty-five, I think. Okay, is that pretty typical? Oh. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty typical yeah. for a... Uh... Yeah, maybe a little later for a seven o'clock game. I, I delved into those SEC tournament time Yeah, breakers. yeah. I uh, spent about twenty minutes on that, and then shut the computer and had to had to rest my mind after trying to wrap my mind around that one. So uh, Ben Roberts at Ben Roberts HL on Twitter, Kentucky dot com slash sports for everything at the Herald Leader. They do a great job down there. Uh, give us plenty of things to talk about, and one of them. Uh, is last night's loss, Ben. And, you know, just when we think we figured this team out and they put a couple of good performances together, they do that. Um, and so here we are once again. Um, I want to get to Case and Wallace in a minute because I, I think that could potentially be the biggest story of the year. But what are your sort of general takeaways from last night? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, even before Case went down, I think maybe the worrisome sign for Kentucky was the fact that. Uh, you know, they still only had three or four assists in the first half. They shot terribly in the first half. Um, after all that momentum from the last four games, they were playing a Vanderbilt team that was hot, but the reason they were hot it was because Leah Robbins was back, and, and he went down at the first TV timeout and, and obviously didn't return. Uh, so that left them kind of scrambling. Um, you know, on paper, you would think that Kentucky would, would kind of start to run away with it, uh, that that didn't happen. They they were losing at halftime. They were losing when Kaysen went out of the game. Um, so you know it, it was especially coming off Saturday, which was their most well-rounded by far performance of the season. Certainly the most impressive. 
uh, yeah, I think that was that was kind of a worrying sign that three four days later um, you you have a game like that right when you think everything is kind of kind of on the right track. Ben, you mentioned how poorly they shot in the first half and the fact that they didn't have very many assists. I don't think they had that many in the second half. But to me, the question is, you see that, and why is there no adjustments made at halftime? They come out and offensively play the exact same way as they did in the first half. Yeah, I mean, I think the with Kaysen going down so early in the second half, it's – it's probably hard to judge how they would have played with him in the game. I did ask Cal about, you know, the shots they were getting before he went down. I mean, I, really, the story last night was the story of two games. It, it was before Kaysen went down and after he went down. And, and obviously, the you know, the scoring margin was about the same in those two segments. But Kentucky had to play a lot differently. They, I mean, you know, without Savir and, and without Kaysen, they basically just had to to send it to Oscar as much as they possibly could. Once they got in the half court, he got, I think, 16 free throws. Maybe it was 14 free throws in the second half alone. Um, so, you know, they they couldn't get it to him every time, but I think for the most part they, they did a good job with that. But, yeah, I asked Cal about the ball movement. He said, you know, he wasn't, at least before looking at the tape, he wasn't displeased with the – the shots, the looks they were getting, he, he felt it was, they were just missing open shots. But he did say that the ball wasn't moving like it had been the last few games, um, and it was it was guys catching it and bouncing it and, and not really knowing what they wanted to do with it before they they got it, which I think was a big part of that winning streak and, and a big part of you know that connectivity between especially those five starters. So. That wasn't happening even before Kaysen went out. And then after he goes out, you're just kind of in scramble mode trying trying to figure things out. Dan, I don't even know what to ask anymore with this team. It's uh, <laughs> I, No, it's just it's it's interesting because once in a while Antonio Reeves looks like an SEC guard, and then the next game he looks like the guy from Illinois State that can't figure out the speed of the game. And then, you know, C.J. Frederick's in there and he's moving well. But, I mean, he the two of them combined for no assists. You know, when you don't have a real point guard on the floor, I was telling Dan earlier, I guarantee five men in the state of Kentucky broke their hand last night when Reeves was going to the basket, and instead of just throwing up a, a layup, he tried to dish backwards to Oscar Shibway at the top of the key, and it gets intercepted. I mean, I, if, if I felt the frustration watching it, I can't imagine being a fan. And I just, what are they doing in the half court that, that I don't see, or is there a plan that you can tell, Ben? Because I, I cannot figure this team out on offense. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought when they had a point guard, when they had Kaysen out there, I, I thought they, they had started to get on the right track. I mean, I, I believe over the last two weeks of the season, before last night, they were the number one rated offense um, in the country as, as far as offensive efficiency. Uh, they, they were moving better. They were moving off the ball better. They were getting open shots. Um, they, they were bringing Oscar up in the offense a lot more, which uh, they, they had Jacob in the dunker spot. Uh, they were using back cuts. They were doing a lot of different stuff, or, or at least doing it more effectively than they had been. Um, but, you know, again, when you lose case and, and you don't have – I mean, it, Antonio Reeves has played on the ball, but there's a, there's a big difference between playing on the ball and, yeah. and being a point guard. C.J. Frederick's a good uh, – you know, he can, he, can, uh, he can pass it into the post, but there's a big difference between that and being a point guard. They had Jacob Toppin bringing the ball up yeah. the court at various times right. in the second half. And, 
you know, that any any kind of offensive strategy, offensive plan you have, especially when you get in the half court, I think just goes out the window when you when you literally have no point guard on the floor. They they try to throw a do out there and, and that's just I mean, that's a completely unfair spot to 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 put a wing who's still growing into his body and is a freshman who's barely played. Uh, and you saw it. I mean, he just gets the ball completely knocked out of his hands 40 feet from the basket when they tried to give him the ball in, in the half court as a point guard. So, I mean, I, yeah, the, the story of the season now is, is Casey Wallace and, and when can he come back and how effective is, is he going to be when he gets back out on the court. Ben, since you stayed up till one forty-five, we don't want that to go to waste. So, uh, kind of outlay what uh, if if Kentucky wins on Saturday, then they're they're still in the top four. If they lose on Saturday, what what scenarios play out after that? Well, no, it, it was a waste because I, I really <laughs> there's so many different scenarios with Tennessee, Missouri, and Vanderbilt that it was a waste to stay up and look at those. Because I, I, I tried to write a story laying it all out, and there's, I mean, literally about 12 different things that could happen, um, which would take a lot, a lot longer than the 16 minutes we have left here to explain. But, yeah, I mean, if they win, if they win at Arkansas, um, no matter what happens anywhere else, they're the three seed, and they play in the late game in, in the SEC tournament uh, on Friday and get the double bite in the quarterfinals. If they lose, um, you're looking at a really good chance that they fall out of that double bye. Missouri has Ole Miss, uh, which is obviously has been one of the worst teams in the league. Um, and you've got Tennessee right there still tied with Kentucky. Kentucky obviously owns the tiebreaker. Uh, but th- there's there's a, a real decent chance they, they fall out of that, that top four, um, which when, when you're trying to, you know, stay healthy. I, you know, at this point, I think this team's just trying to get to the NCAA tournament as healthy as they possibly can be. So you don't want to throw a Thursday game in there, but at the same time, you don't want to throw a not 100% Case and Wallace out there Saturday to try to win a game that you're you're probably fighting an uphill battle with anyway. Um, you know, so I you know I don't know what they do. I, I don't well, know what. Let me ask you: the most likely scenario in my mind is that they lose at Arkansas and Missouri wins at Ole Miss, and Missouri would have the tiebreaker in that situation, right? That's correct, and that that would that would most likely drop uh, Kentucky in, into the five spot, uh, which would put them uh, in a Thursday game and uh, on the on the same side of the the uh, the bracket as, as Alabama. Ben Rob- yeah, they, yeah they, they win last night. They're the three seed, and they're with Texas A&M, uh, who I think they match up with pretty well, uh, yep. and they get into Friday and, and give Kaysen a, a chance to uh, to rest even more. So, that, that, you know, that, that last minute, that, that was a big yeah, – the, the results of the game doesn't matter as much uh, in the grand scheme of things when you're talking about Kaysen Wallace, but it does because you, you kind of blow that opportunity to, to get yourself a little more uh, wiggle room. Ben Roberts with us, presented by our friends at Martini Bistro in the East End. MartiniLouisville.com. Check out all their menus there. Today's special, of course. Happy hour, 4 to 6, $7 martinis and $6 glasses of wine. Go check them out out there. I, ben, I, I'm starting to wonder because they have done so much good work to move their seed line into the single digits and, frankly, you know, into not an 8-9 kind of game, probably closer to a 7. Is there a scenario in which they lose to Vandy, they lose to Arkansas, Let's say they get Georgia as their Thursday game in the SEC tournament and lose that one. Could they slip back to a double-digit seed at this point? 
I think that would be a big slip, especially if Kaysen is either not playing um, or or clearly playing hurt, which I don't think they do. I think they would just rest him until they got to the NCAA tournament. Would you play him Saturday? No, I would not. I, okay. No, I wouldn't. I would. I would. I would spend the next two days trying to figure something out, yeah. whether that be drawing something up with Antonio as the primary ball handler. Um, I would I, I, no, I, I wouldn't. And he's going to want to play. He's been playing through injuries basically this whole season. Mm. Um, he, I'm sure he's going to want to play. Uh, and may and maybe that was just one of those weird injuries where it feels really bad in the moment, and he wakes up this morning and there's no swelling at all, and and it feels a lot better. But the way that ankle turned and the way he hopped off, I I doubt that's going to happen. Um, so no, I, I I wouldn't play him Saturday. Ben, uh, last night, uh, in addition to the the Kentucky game, uh, Alabama is down 17 points. With I mean, college basketball is unbelievable. This is an Auburn team that looked like uh, me, you, uh, Louie, and 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 Miss Dill could have beaten. And then they take the second supposedly the second best team in the country to overtime on their home floor. Is there any rhyme or reason to any of this college basketball? No, there's not. And and that's why you just want to get there healthy. I mean, you know, and and that's, you know, I, I don't really think it matters what seed you are at this point. They're in the tournament. Kentucky's in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, you know, that's why I think there's a good possibility if Kaysen, um is as hurt as he looked last night, just let him rest, maybe throw him in there for a few minutes in an SEC tournament game, but don't risk anything until you get to the NCAA tournament. Because, you know, I was saying last night, is there, of the 68 teams that are going to be in the tournament, there are, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if any of those teams lost in the second round. And there's probably only six or seven that I would be surprised if they lost in the first round. I mean, it's just been that, it's been that wacky, and the teams at the top, have been that inconsistent to where there's only a handful that if they lost to a 15 or a 16 seed, you would would be like, oh, well, that that's that's a big that's a big shocker. Anybody else, uh, I think it's it's an upset that's absolutely up for grabs. How good of a coach is Jerry Stackhouse? I really like Jerry Stackhouse as a coach. I, I think he's done. Um, I, I thought that was an odd fit uh, when it first happened. Him going to Vanderbilt, I still think it's, it's kind of an odd fit because that's a tough place to recruit um, unless you get guys out of the Nashville area or you get some weird circumstances. Um, so I, I would like to see what a Jerry Stackhouse team with some actual you know, five-star top 50 type recruits um, across the board would look like because I, I – I, I've I've been impressed with with what I've seen over the years, but it's it's a it's a tough situation to uh, to succeed in. I I I said uh, Ben that if he's not the SEC Coach of the Year, something isn't right. I think he's going to be in in big demand when this season is over. I for think Nate Oates has that locked up, um, given all of the very positive things that have happened over the last. Yeah month. right. Yeah. yeah right. Locked yeah. up. We we have him for practice. We can't be with him twenty four hours a day. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I think I think Jerry's going to have some. Uh, I think he's going to have some options at the end of this year. I think so too, and there's a, you know we've talked about in the past kind of the the, uh, the injection of great coaching into this league, and you know you look at that Jerry Stackhouse 
ten and seven, a Vanderbilt team that nobody thought would be there. Dennis Gates in Missouri, ten and seven. Uh, I think at least uh, I know people were impressed with him before he even started at Missouri, but I, I don't know that anybody thought he'd be uh, uh, possibly a, a front runner for a double bye going into the last <laughs> game of the regular season. And then Buzz Williams, what you know, what he's done um, at Texas A&M. Obviously, he's been around a lot longer, uh, not not only there, but but at, at other prominent places. But I mean, they're they're the number two team in the league. Um, I, I don't think anybody would have expected that. Uh, Chris James of Mississippi State, they've, they've kind of hit some weird stretches, but but they've also, uh, I think, exceeded expectations. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's uh, it's been an interesting SEC season, and, and certainly some of those guys uh, have, have put their teams in, in better places than, than we thought back in October. Whose style do you prefer, Buzz Williams or Jerry Stackhouse? Uh, <laughs> style and, and what and what's this? Uh, the, the 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 clothing choices, the clothing, <laughs> the couture, if you will. Uh, yeah, I, I like Jay. Uh, Man, he looked great Stack last night, had, didn't he? Stack had the elbow pad. Oh, he was crushing night, last which, night, which uh, which I really like. Very Vandy. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I appreciated that. <laughs> that was the only thing he had on that matched his pants. Were <laughs> yeah, the elbow match. patches? Yeah. Hey, hey, Ben. Match. Last night was uh, Senior Night, which we think they ought to rename Player Appreciation Night or something like that, because ev- everybody that was introduced last night, including Severe, who was not, uh, can possibly uh, come back. Do you, who get your crystal ball out? Is there anybody that was introduced last night at senior night that's back next year? Um, I think there probably is. Who that is 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 tough to say right now. I don't think Xavier will be back. I don't think Jacob will be back. I hear different things on Oscar, but but I lean that he won't be back. Um, so then you got Brennan Canada, C.J. Frederick, and Antonio Reeves. I think there's a good chance at least one of those players is back. I don't know who who it is. I sat down with Brennan for a long interview a couple of weeks ago, and he was seriously considering it. Obviously, he, he doesn't play uh, that much. Um, Antonio, I think, has grown as a player over the last year. He's not obviously he's not going to be drafted. I, I don't know if he came back and like turned into a lights out defender. I think that changes things the way he can shoot the ball and, and the way that might fit in the NBA. Um, but you know that's a decision he'll have to make. CJ has now been in college for uh, what it would half be his life. If he, half, yeah, <laughs> if he came back, um, obviously he's gone through a ton of injuries over over his entire college career. Um, and he's engaged now to to Blair Green, who who went through her senior night stuff or senior day stuff Sunday, and and is is not going to be coming back. So I think they'll sit down and figure out where their their life goes from here. Um, but yeah, I don't expect uh, you know a majority of those guys back. I, I think if any of the contributors came back, it, it would be Antonio or CJ. That's how I know Dan's not involved in the program. By the way, Avery, is that uh, these guys are getting engaged in college, and Dan isn't there to tell them not to do it. <laughs> right, Dan? Uh, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> is she in the room? No. Oh, okay. All right. She's not up yet. <laughs> ben Roberts with us from the Herald Leader, Kentucky.com slash sports, uh, talking all things Kentucky basketball. All right, so uh, go ahead and crystal ball this thing. Uh, ben, do you assume a loss on Saturday and then a win in the first round of the SEC tournament? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's probably safest to assume a loss on 
Saturday, although it's tough to assume anything with this team. Fair enough. Uh, but I, I think they'll be underdogs. Arkansas is also pretty mercurial from what I've seen. I, oh, I watched that Tennessee game the other night. They, it was bad shot after bad shot. But then before that, they took Alabama and, uh, all the way, and then and they got a they got a a, a huge win, um, uh, scoring margin wise. Before that one, with Nick Smith back and and uh, and firing the way he can. So uh, you, you kind of never know what you're going to get with that team either. But yeah, especially if they don't play Kaysen, um I I would expect the loss to be the most likely. It's hard to. You know, it's hard to handicap the SC tournament because they can still play about five or six different teams. You're totally right. Uh, in, in, or probably more than that in, in that in that first game. Uh, and I think that'll hinge on on Kaysen's availability and, and uh, how effective he is. And, and that's the big thing. is he. It's not just him being back on the court. It's him being back on the court and being effective. Um, and that's going to be the big question on uh, this team's uh, NCAA tournament outlook because I don't think they're getting Savir back. If they do, it's going to be into the NCAA tournament already, and, and they obviously have to have Case in there to uh, to advance, I would say, at, at all in, in, the, in the tournament. Ben, you wrote a, an article a couple of days ago about the possibility of Kentucky going to Columbus for the first round and Louisville to the second round. Is uh, with the loss last night, is that still a possibility? Yeah, I think it is. Just because once you get kind of out of that um, top four seed range, it it turns into a bit of a crapshoot, uh, and and it really their best chance would be to be the highest seed on their line. So, for instance, if they're like the top seven seed, that might give them a better opportunity to go to one of those or both those places than if they were the bottom six seed. Uh, it's just kind of the way they slotted geographically. But then also, once you get that far down, um, you know, they're not going to pair them. If Tennessee's a three seed and they're a six, they're not going to pair them in the same region. And if Tennessee's already in Louisville or something like that, that, that would negate it. So it really turns into – Almost, um, it's not random, but it's pretty close to random uh, where you're going to be once you fall below that four line. And I think if they had won, if they had won out, and they had won the SEC tournament, um, I think they had a chance to maybe get to the bottom of that that four line. Now, obviously, I think you're looking at a probably a, a seven or or something like that. All right, well, he is Ben Roberts, Ben Roberts HL on Twitter, and, of course, Kentucky.com slash sports for all of the, th- the happenings down at, uh, at the Herald-Leader. Uh, we did a culture item yesterday, Ben, where we talked about our favorite beer ads. Does Ben Robert have a favorite <laughs> beer ad? And do you uh, remember Spuds McKenzie? I was actually about to say Spuds McKenzie. <laughs> yes! I, I was not very old, but, uh, yeah, Spuds McKenzie, I, I think, was, uh, one, was, was one of the, one of the first, first big ones. That I remember, I did like the uh, the Bud Bowl when I was a kid on Super Bowl. It started yes. with uh, just the, the the two the two uh, Budweiser versus Bud Light bottles going against each other, and then I think they threw Bud Bud Dry and Bud Ice and a few others over the years, and it it, uh, it kind of got watered down. But um, no pun intended. But uh, yeah, those those were good too. I think Budweiser was the big winner yesterday, Dan. I think. Uh, yeah, no ads. question. Yeah, ben, okay. one last question for me: Are you going to Fayetteville? Huh. Yep. Uh, yeah, me, me, and John Clay will be uh, on a flight down there tomorrow, and uh, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the lineup and what the roster looks like, and, and who's out there to to warm up Saturday afternoon. 
What is yeah, it? Do me a favor. Ask John how that statue for Stoops is going. <laughs> well, he hadn't. I mean, he hadn't lost the game in about three months, uh, a couple months, I guess. So yeah, and I haven't got I haven't gotten my hundred back yet either. So I guess it's still on track. <laughs> Well, he's Ben Roberts from the Herald Leader. Uh, if you're in the airport, say hi as he travels to Fayetteville this weekend, covering the Kentucky Wildcats men's basketball team for the Herald Leader. We love having him in his 10:30 slot on Thursdays. My man, Ben. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Ben. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, Ben Roberts, Martini Louisville, MartiniLouisville.com. Check out the Italian Bistro in the East End. I've brought up the brunch before. They have a kids brunch too for six bucks. Very approachable. Get out there, uh, visit them on uh, Saturdays and Sundays before. Uh, 9 a.m. or excuse me, 3 p.m. What am I saying? 9 a.m. before 3 p.m. Uh, Who weekend. has lo- brunch before 9? No one. That's why I corrected myself. Thumbs. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. You're having like you're having a month. I am having a month. Yeah, March has not been good for me. It's kind of like Kentucky basketball. Hey, if you are looking, by the way, speaking of Kentucky, to travel around the state, we always ask you to start with our friends at Kentucky Tourism at KentuckyTourism.com. All the golf, all the bourbon trails, maybe even heading to Keeneland this spring. Check it all out at at KentuckyTourism.com. Oh, yeah. On the other end, we'll talk to our guy, Jay Davis. I'm going to ask him about Antoine Davis possibly passing Pete Maravich tonight. Ooh, that's a great one. Coming up next here on ESPN 680-1057. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again just like I just did You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. 